Blog Talk Radio. From the Cyber Station USA studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program brought to you by Solar City, where you get to choose the bands we interview and we put them on the air for you to talk to. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan in Los Angeles, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, that's 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. It's September 27, 2013, and today we're going to be talking with two fabulous women, chart-topping soul rocker and country singer Jackie Bristow and rising L.A. star Naomi Greenwald, an emerging talent whose new album, Composite, is already making waves. Don't forget that you can choose who you want us to interview, and here's how you do it. You just go to our website, that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, don't forget the Nation Builder part, and click on your choice, that's a tab up there, it's all the way over to the right, and tell us who you want to hear on the show, a little form you can fill out. We count the votes for bands, and the top two vote-getters every week are our guests. So that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and click on the Your Choice tab. And incidentally, any kind of music is okay. Well, maybe not classical, but rock, hip-hop, country, pop, jazz, blues, the world, they're all good on this show. So so remember, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. And incidentally, if you want to read reviews, and also if you missed an interview, we print those with Vince Magazine. Vince Magazine is our partner. They're a worldwide magazine dedicated to movie and music reviews. And every week we put up one, sometimes two reviews. And sometimes we even transcribe our interviews. So you can go to VinceMagazine.com and find out what you missed or relive what you missed. Well, before we introduce our first guest, uh, I want to give you a quick word from our wonderful sponsor. That's Solar City. Now, you all know that solar is a huge win-win for homeowners. You know, you reduce your bill and you help protect the earth. But a lot of people, a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because it costs a lot of front. I mean, it takes a lot of money to install that. I found that out when I put solar on my house. Well, the Solar City, America's number one installer of alternative energy in homes and businesses across the country, you can go solar for zero, zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right, no down payment on approved credit. Now, how does Solar City do this? Well, Solar City comes out to your home or your place of business and it installs the perfect solar system on your home. It looks at where the trees are and where the sun comes in and how the building faces and all that stuff, and it installs the absolute perfect solar system on your home for free. That's right, for free. You only pay for the power that you use, just like you do with a utility company, but you pay less of it because the solar is making it. So your utility bill goes down. You get a solar system on your home or your, play, or your business, and the, and the earth gets a break. The sun is making some of your electricity, sometimes as much as half of your electricity. You know, it's going to vary depending on where you live and, and, and where your home faces and all that. But it's a substantial amount. I can tell you from my own experience, it was a substantial amount. The sun makes your, your electricity for you. Solar City pays for the system. It ensures the system, it maintains the system, and all you do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. So how do you find out? Well, you call my friend Tina. She's at Solar City, and her number is 909 618 6937. That's 909 909- 618-6937. And if you tell Tina that I sent you, tell her Patrick sent you, she'll give you a $250 discount on your first order. That's right, $250 right off the top. So remember, that's 
6937 909-618-6937 and tell Tina that Patrick sent you. Well, we have to take a break right now. We have to welcome in all of our radio stations around the country. And when we come back, Naomi Greenwald and her latest album, Composite. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday. Cyber Station USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyber Station USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. You're into the... Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and I, I want to welcome our Music Friday listeners on the radio around the country. And I want to say special shout-out to our listeners in Tampa Bay. They're listening to us on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay. And also I want to say hi to all of our friends in Ashland, Oregon. They're listening to us on KSKQ-FM. I guess the Shakespeare season is over, and the college has opened up in Ashland, Oregon, which means we're probably getting more listeners there. So... Uh, uh, hi to everybody in Ashland, Oregon, and congratulations on the new tower that lets us be heard all over the uh, the county there. I want to remind everybody that you can join us here by email at Music Friday Live. Don't forget the live, Music Friday Live at gmail.com. That's Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And if you want to call in, 424. No, I'm sorry, we have a new number, 347. Two one five seventy five eleven. That's three one three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. You can call in and talk and talk to our guests. And after the show, of course, check out our website, uh, Music Friday nationbuilder dot com, where you can uh, give us a suggestion on next week's musicians. Well, I've been listening to our first guest's music all week. And I, and I usually do that with each guest albums. And I do that before I read any reviews or any other interviews, just so I can make up my own mind if my first impression that the quality of the music is the quality that we look for on Music Friday is right. That, I can truly say, the guest is an emerging talent with depth and room to grow. Well, something happened this week as I listened to Naomi Greenwald's new EP, Composite. Her music started off great, definitely guest quality, but it kept getting better and better and better with every listen. Naomi, Naomi Greenwald's voice is unmistakably feminine, but her arrangements and her lyrics are stainless steel. They are wise, deep, and commanding. NPR said of Naomi's first album, Dark Bloom, that her music is like comfort food, like warm oatmeal cookies, girlish, easygoing, and reassuring. Well, with her new LP, Composite, she's gone far beyond comfort and cookies. She's gone into the depths and heights of emotion. She is power, gentle power, but still power, and we are all her lucky subjects. Naomi, welcome to Music Friday. Wow, well, thank you so much. Those were very kind words. Well, they, uh, like Henry Kissinger used to say, they have the added advantage of being true. Um, let <laughs> let me uh, uh, before we before we talk about your music. I want to play a little of it for our uh, listeners so they know what I mean. Here's a little bit of James Harris.
Naomi, that's not oatmeal cookies. <laughs> what uh, what happened between Dark Bloom and Composite? How did that girlish comfort become the haunting authority of a song like that? Um, you know, I think that it has a lot to do with you know, first albums you get to choose from a you know everything you've ever written. Um, and so you've got this like range. You kind of try to find the most representative songs, but you know, I was there were years there that I wanted to represent, and then the second album was definitely an older me you know, writing more, you know, in the moment. Um, half, a lot of those songs actually kind of came out. I was planning to record some different songs, but right as the uh, pressure of the album and the excitement of recording came around, um, you know, so, certain songs just came out suddenly, although that one was an older one, um, not older, but, like, it, had, it was always supposed to be on that. So I guess I would just say, like, I got older and wiser and a little bit more feel-like, I guess. And better too. <laughs> right. yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think I grew in confidence after my first major recording. I mean, I undoubtedly I did. Well, it certainly shows. Now we're getting email from your fans already, um, so let me just read one. This is from uh, Kenzo, and Kenzo wants to know what motivates your songwriting, and can you describe a little bit of your music writing process? Um, what motivates it? Well, I guess it's really kind of a twofold, well, not twofold, there's two different processes, which I kind of just touched on. Um, you know, sometimes there's just an idea and it just kind of comes all out at once as if it was, you know, already just waiting for you to discover. And other times I, you know, I sit down, I intend to like work on an idea that I, like a smaller one, a theme, um, maybe it's just a little riff, like that began, that song, James Harris began as that riff that begins the song. Um, and, you know, I'll maybe read a poem or I'll think about a book that I'm, you know, reading. But usually it has to have some sort of correspondence with something, you know, in my real going on in my life. It's hard to completely take it out, although I continue to work on that to try to inhabit other perspectives. Well, um, it's, it's uh, go ahead. No, no, that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, uh, an, another song that has a lot of power in it, and one that I, I've been listening to over and over, is uh, Portrait. So let's hear a little bit of that one. are front and center there, but there's a, there's kind of a soulfulness, and I can't quite put my finger on it. The way your voice and the arrangements sort of push emotional buttons, did, did you kind of set out to do that? You know, I, uh, that song is, a, I think, a bit emotional for me, and I really, when I was recording it, I mean, my producer really pushed me to, like, feel it and, you know, bought in a different mic so he could take it off of the stand and, like, really just pushed me a lot on it. Um, so I don't know that I purposely did anything, but he, you know, he was looking for something, and when he got it, he was like, okay, done. You, you nailed it. Um, so, yeah. I definitely think I have a, my own phrasing. is it, There's a certain, uh, in the, you know, idiosyncrasy about it, which I like because at least, you know, there's – I don't think I could have learned that from anyone. It's the way I, I talk very fast, so I, certain words come out very fast when I sing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm kind of glad that they do because it it makes for uh, uh, very listenable music. Believe it or not, uh, it's uh, yeah. 
very listenable music. We're we're getting some more emails here uh, from you, but uh, before we uh, we do that, I want to uh, uh, get a show another side of, of of your music here and this is this is one that uh, I've been listening to over and over again because you know I said uh, your gentle power uh, we we played some of the power but here's the here's some of the gentleness uh, this is a uh, one season let's listen to a little bit of this one that I call an earworm that you just can't quite get out of your head. Uh, did that flow naturally, or did you really have to concentrate on putting that together? Um, you know, interesting that you brought that up. Um, that is the only song on this uh, record that I co-wrote. I co-wrote it with my guitarist. So, strangely, it came together actually quite fast, but he came in with the riff. And we kind of both worked on the melody, and then I, you know, he he was more in charge of the music. I was more in charge of the lyrics. The melody it really came out. Um, in most of it came out in a single session, and then we just kind of had to smooth it out afterwards. Well, it, it uh, came it's, out. It's, 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 thank you. It came out wonderfully. I want to uh, remind everybody that we're uh, talking with Naomi Greenwald. We're talking about her new album, Composite, and you can talk to her. You can call in three four seven. Two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us at musicfridaylive. Don't forget the live at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we do have uh, some more emails here. Andy and Austin says you moved to L.A. from New York. I'm sorry I didn't stop in Texas, but could you tell us what's different about L.A. and New York? Wow, um, so much. I. A lot. I think we're lose. I think we're losing you. Uh, whoops. Not quite sure what happened there. Okay, I'm going to play a little bit of music called "So We Try," and then we're going to try to get her back. Okay. Uh, I think she's back now, so we'll uh, we'll continue the answer to that question. Hi there, you disappeared. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I that's don't know right. what happened. Oh, that's I have full bars on my... I guess you're used to this. We we, we have gremlins. Everybody has gremlins. Uh, now, you were <laughs> just about to tell us if uh, uh, moving from New York to L.A. was different. Uh, and if I recall, you did a residency at the legendary Wits End in Venice, which is a place that cultivates new musicians. So... So uh, what has L.A. done to your music? Has it done anything to it? Uh, yeah, it's made me, in general, I think because it's a smaller town, a uh, smaller city, I've gotten more comfortable here. I think I've had a little bit more time and space to work on stuff, and I've definitely met a bunch of wonderful, wonderful musicians um, here. I just, I think it's just mostly because I got older and had more guts to go out, see music, make connections with people, um, and with then was a great place. I'm, it's, unfortunately, the owner strangely um, died last month. It's really upsetting, uh, and I'm so glad that I got to know him and that he actually took a chance on me. He he really uh, he heard me play one show there, and then they asked for me to do a residency in the hopes that I could rally people out, and I, I think I did. So. Good. Well, uh, for those yeah. of you listening around the country, uh, Wits End is a what's called a listening room. There are quite a few listening rooms around L.A. now, which are venues that have bars and serve food, but they're set up so that people actually listen to the music and they don't talk and work on their cell phones and stuff in the meantime. And uh, Wits End cultivates musicians by giving them a residency, allowing them to, to, to be on the stage several weeks in a row, which for you know, an emerging musician is is like heaven. Um, 
remind everybody, we yes, it really is. Uh, we're talking with uh, Naomi Greenwald, and uh, you can uh, email in your your uh, comments to her, your questions, and uh, the email is musicfridaylive at gmail dot com, or you can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. And of course, we're brought to you by Solar City Clarence in Philly has a uh, a question for you, and he says. Does getting older change your voice or just your way of writing? That's interesting. Um, so I bet you my voice will, I guess, in older age perhaps decline, but I think it's actually made it stronger. Um, I don't know why. I, I I can't tell if it's, you know, emotional, mental maturity or, you know, just my – I'm not really sure, but my songwriting has changed, and I think that my voice really has. It's higher than I thought. It was. I can reach notes better than I ever expected. Um, so maybe those limitations were just, you know, mental or I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not a trained singer. So, you know, I didn't, I haven't like spent a lot of time, you know, exercising. You I, I usually use my voice to write. <laughs> okay, well. We should point out to our, um, our our listeners that you do something besides singing. You have an, an, another whole life going on. You're working on a PhD <laughs> in comparative literature, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, uh, how does your music and and your um, research intertwine, or do they? You know, that's a lot about what composite was an attempt uh, to do. Was really, I mean, I am kind of a composite personality. I have composite influences, um, and I think that more than ever. In that, uh, even just those five songs, I think it's incredibly evident, uh, maybe too evident, I'm sure, to some people that uh, literature and my studies have affected me. Um, the music, does it go the other way around? I think it helps uh, with teaching, which I'm teaching again now. I think it helps me to kind of engage with folks the way you would an audience. Uh, it's not about me, though, of course, um, but I think I make my students feel a little bit more comfortable because, you know, it's not, I get nervous sometimes when I'm teaching them, and I have all these references, cultural references that hopefully help connect with them. I'm not, I'm not sure if it goes the other way, though. But yeah, Interesting. I have a whole other... Go ahead. Voice. Oh, my God. No, nothing. It's funny that you put it that way. Go on. Um, uh, I, I didn't realize you were teaching, and of course, that's a kind of, of having taught for many years myself as a college professor, that's kind of a uh, a performance in its own. Um, here's a performance that I like uh, a lot. The only call that has come through And break the silence in my ear Is from someone I could never pretend To mean anything He doesn't listen when I talk Doesn't listen when we're Doesn't read the quiet That's kind of uh, spooky. <laughs> yep. I, I think I got a little bit more gothic on this album. Raymond Richards, my producer, definitely, he, like, loved that stuff, so it was fun. Well, I, I do, a, too. I mean, that, yeah, that was a, a compliment. Yeah, it's a musical saw is what that little that sound is at the beginning. Oh. Have you ever seen anybody play a, it's, they're so It's so crazy. I have I have seen people play musical saws and and but it's you know it's not a common that that's really great so that's how you get that 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 kind of uh, sound yep. in there yeah uh, um, did did you set out to to do that gothic uh, do you have other gothic songs or did you just like to throw that in because uh, it struck you um you know I, I did in my first album um, we called there was a song called More Than Perfect that. The producer, his name was Dave Trumpio. We came up with a word. Uh, it was called Gothic Saloon. So I just think that, uh, yeah, I definitely, there's something, I mean, I don't mean Gothic in terms of, you know, Goth yeah. or, well, well, the regular connotations that come with that. I just mean more of something like dark, slightly, you know, sinister. And and my songs often, you know, have that as the the overall theme, so... I, I no. could I could see that as the, uh, the 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 backing soundtrack for any one of a number of current uh, television shows. <laughs> I think that you're Please very goth. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Samosa in Tampa has um, written in. Apparently, Samosa knows your music because uh, she or he asks, uh, it sounds like Composites builds on Dark Bloom. Is that what you intended, or is this just a whole different direction for you? Um, I think it's a, it's a build, for sure. Um, it's definitely more focused, I think, in terms of direction and a little bit more representative of my, you know, what I'm listening to currently. I think Dark Bloom is a bit more of an homage to, uh, like, the rock sounds I grew up when I was younger. But I definitely feel like the unifying connection is that, you know, whether all that music from, you know, 70s rock to today's indie stuff, it all has influenced me. And even when I was, you know, doing Dark Bloom, you know, I was listening to similar stuff as I am now. Well, um, so, yeah, to... I think there's supposed to be a build. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, I listen to Dark Bloom, and I and I recommend to our our listeners that that, that they go to your website, uh, www.naomigreenwald.com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. uh, also d- download Dark Bloom and, and pay particular attention to to a couple of songs, The Price You Pay, and Cautionary Tales. That to me, they kind of presage your work in composites. Am I off base there, or, or, or no? Have not you ever at all. And those that? are probably the two songs that those two and the first one, Evan Williams, are probably the three songs that I play the most often. Um, you know, from the first album. So um, I love uh, don't I mean don't forget Hallelujah, which was what MPR had you know covered. I right. absolutely that's a very dear song to my heart. Um, it was very personal, but it's a very hard song to to perform and sing live. So, unfortunately, I've never really done uh, that song justice. It's a lot of weird jazz voicings that I was experimenting with, and I, I got a little bit too big for my bridges there. Um, <laughs> so, those, so those three songs are the ones that I probably say the most often, and yes, I would say that they are, yeah, presses of some sort. Um, well, they, you know, uh, uh, testing is how you grow. Um and let me ask you, have you found your voice now and, and, and the feel that defines you, or are you still testing? I mean, on the one hand, I'd like to say that I'm still testing just because I feel like that means I'm still growing. Um, on the other, I do feel like I have – I'm more comfortable playing these songs than I ever was any set, you know, of – any earlier demo that's, you know, I never released nationally. I mean, I've been writing songs since I was 14. I do feel like these best represent me, but I do hope, you know, to continue to grow. If that, if that is a valid answer. I don't, I've been so focused on, I go back and forth right now. I'm in school mode and I'm ready to switch. This interview helps me, uh, will help me switch back into music mode, I think. Okay, well, I, I, being a uh, former college professor, I certainly don't want to distract you from uh, uh, school. No, you're not. But, no, no, no. Uh, okay, all right. I just it's the uh, beginning of the semester, so I haven't. I'm so excited to be writing again, but you know, grading papers and teaching takes over sometimes. Are you working on uh, your dissertation? Yes, I just finished the draft of my second chapter. And as we were oh. talking, my advisor wrote me back an email. Maybe, maybe that was the gremlin that broke our. Oh. All right. Well, we're we are just about out of time, but uh, there's another song on on this album that is just too good not to play a little bit of it, and that's uh, "So We Try." And I just got to give our our listeners a touch and taste of this. That's something that definitely should should go in the top of everyone's playlist. Real quick, do um, you, you have anything lined up uh, musically, or are you going into dissertation mode and going to take a break from music? You know, after the residency and promoing that the EP, I actually just want to get back into the studio right now. So mm-hmm. that is my biggest priority music-wise, and really one of my biggest priorities in general. So hopefully you will hear from me again soon. Even well, if it's just another EP. Make sure that we do when you have uh, when you come out of the emerge from the studio. Uh, let us know because we'd love to have you back on again. I love your music, but we are out of time. So thank you so much for taking a break from the studio and from dissertation writing and spending it with us. Well, thank you so much. It was great. Uh, thank that- you. 
Naomi Greenwald. Her new EP, Composite, is available at her website, naomigreenwald.com. It's also on iTunes and Amazon. We're going we're gonna to take a break now. Uh, and when we return, Jackie Bristow, whose sound from the land of the long white cloud is taking us by storm. You're listening to Music Friday, and uh, we'll be right back. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. It's, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host on Music Friday. And I want to remind everybody that you can call in 347-215-7511. You can also send in your questions. If you can't call in, you're sitting there at work, you've got your earphones on, you don't want your boss to know that you're not watching the PowerPoint on how to sell more stuff, but you're actually listening to us. You can email us at musicfridaylive. Don't forget the word live. musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Also, don't forget our wonderful sponsor. Our wonderful sponsor is Solar City, America's number one supplier of clean energy. And, and Solar City will come out and install a solar system in your home or business with no upfront cost on approved credit. If you want to find out how, just call Solar City at 909 618 6937. That's 909-618-6937. You'll talk to Tina. She's my friend there. Tell her I sent you and you'll get a $250 discount on your order. Well, in case you haven't noticed, the United States has been undergoing a New Zealand music invasion. Lord Jordy Lane, who was on the Music Friday last week, the Flight of the Conquerors, the Chills, and many more bands have come over from New Zealand. The Kiwis have landed on our shores, and they have brought with them the magic that New Zealanders seem to have with jangly guitars and earworm melodies. And they've almost, all of them, have been guys with guitars. But as far as I'm concerned, the trail across the Pacific was really blazed in 2005 by a young woman with a huge voice and her own magic, both with and without the jangly guitars. Jackie Bristow, known for a decade of songwriting and singing in her home country, including two hit albums and song tracks on movie and television series. She moved to the United States for a nonstop career of songwriting and touring, opening for acts like B.J. Thomas and Joe Ellie and Marsha Ball and John Oates. Well, in 2011, she linked up with two-time Grammy nominee guitar legend Tommy Emanuel for a sold-out tour across the country. And earlier this year, she returned to New Zealand with Bonnie Raitentoff for a sold-out national tour there. She's back in the USA now, and she's writing and touring on her own in California and Ohio. Somehow, in this brutal schedule, she found time to record her third album, Freedom, and she is here today to tell us about it and tell us about life on the road, both here and in New Zealand. Jackie, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you very much. Jackie, um, the, yeah. go ahead. No, no, you go. Um, I was going to say that that the uh, the theme and the name of your new album is Freedom, and of course Freedom is a big deal in American music. Neil Diamond's Freedom Song, George Michael's Freedom 90, and many others, and your take on it is kind of a combination of country, western, and gospel, and rock and roll. Um, and actually, yeah. before we talk about it, I want to listen, I want to have our audience just hear a little bit of what I'm talking about.
Wow, where did that come from? What's the inspiration <laughs> of the story behind that? Man, you just blow my earphones off with that. Oh, uh, the inspiration of that was um, I moved down to Austin, Texas. I was living mm-hmm. living in Austin, and I had been I'd had two like one big major label deal, and then I had another big indie label deal, and they were both. For some reason, they were they were amazing, but then they were difficult too. So I was waiting on people to get things done and waiting on, no, you can't play. Yes, you can play. Why haven't you been playing? Like just all the stuff. So um, when I went to Austin, I was completely independent and I really was, went down with, you know, a few dollars in my pocket and um, thought... I, I've got to make, I've got to play a lot because I just showed you could play a lot in that town. So I did, and I got a lot of gigs, and I just went out every single night because I needed to meet people, and and you know going out and networking and doing gigs. I had a, a, an amazing time, you know. So I was dancing and taking in a lot of the blues down there, and a lot of the uh, well, there's just so much good music there, and. and in Austin, so it was, and I, and I think I was there right when it was. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like a real special time. And well, yes, that's where that song came from. Freedom in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, you could sure tell. Um, <laughs> and, uh, now you're in LA now, and at one time yeah. I remember you said that LA is a very tough place to work. And because it's so hard to get people out to listen to music, and of course LA is spread out all over, and the music in Austin is kind of concentrated around the uh, yeah. this, the the the, con- the uh, convention center there. So yeah. even though you had a stellar band behind you with musicians from Steely Dan and Melissa Etheridge and Jackson Brown, you said it was tough. Is it still tough for you in LA? I think I had I had I have a few more skills now, like I I hadn't gone out on the road with. Tommy Emanuel or John Oates or John Wade. I hadn't done any of that stuff. That all happened when I was based in Austin. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of learned how to tour more now. And and even when I was living in Austin, I came back to California and I toured up the coast because I always, from the day I arrived in America, wanted to tour up that, that Californian coast because it's so beautiful. And um, so I've been doing that for years and that's kind of built up quite a lot. So I still do that. And yeah, it's, I think LA's, just a completely different animal compared to Austin, but I do like LA too. I like I like it a lot. Well, I have a lot of friends here, which is one of the main reasons I came back. It's the uh, big New Zealand Australian um, community that's here, and um, uh, and I'll always go back to Austin and play. Well, we uh, actually uh, apparently you've got some fans here because we're getting some emails from L.A. Roger Dodger in L.A. has just sent me an email. And he wants to know where is she playing in L.A. I want to see her again. Oh well, I do have a gig coming up this Saturday. I'm opening for Herbert Grönemeyer. He's a he's mm-hmm. the number one German star at the at the Fonda Theater. Oh, at the Fonda. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That, that's a heck of a venue. So, so Roger, she's going to be at the Fonda Theater this Saturday night. You need to be there. Yeah. But check and, out my website because I'm trying to find. I'm going to, you know, play. Be looking to play somewhere regularly in town. I'm just, I just haven't found the venue that I'm going to go play play at yet. Well, be sure and let us know when you do. Yeah. Now I have yes. uh, I have another question for you about freedom. And that this is a classic American theme, as I pointed out. So you got to treat it a little carefully because uh, you're not you're not you're not American. But you did yeah. treat it carefully. You rendered it with a perfect combination of classic American music styles, and yet you made it your own. Did you have to sit down and think about that, or did it just pour out that way? It just poured out that way. I actually, my guitarist from Australia, Mark Punch, who's had a, who's had a big He's been a big part of my music for forever. He 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 was visiting Austin, and we just went out and watched a whole lot of players. And I'd been watching, you know, going out checking out players. And I found this drummer JJ Johnson, who's just amazing, and currently plays in Tedeschi Trucks, and um, and then also Chris Marsh, the bass player. Mm-hmm. So we just asked them if they'd get together for a day, and we just started playing, and we didn't even use a click track on that song. And it just, oh. it just oh. was firing. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, well you, you pulled it off uh, very nicely. That's a live um, vocal, too. That's live. Oh, no That's kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I could say is not only are you really good, but you got a lot of courage, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I must have. I've drove, driven all over this country just about by myself. So much yeah. courage. <laughs> well, um, I, I can hear that, that there's a change in your music. Uh, that that uh, in this album, there's there's a range, uh, there's a cadence and an uplift uh, that uh, is different from song to song. And, and I want to uh, let our um, I want to play a little bit of another song which shows this. And this is "Pray for Love." Yeah. That's I Pray for the Love by uh, Jackie Bristow, and we're talking with Jackie right now. You can talk to her. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, Jackie, you, you have said that you write from your own experience, which is true for most songwriters I talk to because it's the closest material. Is that yes. song from your experience? Yes, it is. Is there a story you want to talk about? Um, it's about loss. We... It's about okay. loss, but but um, just just um, yeah, that it's one's the... a wee bit personal for me to go into. Okay, but right, um, well. but it's it's really about loss, and then the, but then basically. Being opt- hopeful and and um, you know pray for the love to shine on everyone. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, that, that, that's a common theme uh, for, for songwriters, so uh, you don't have to be uh, embarrassed by that. Another song from the new album, which showcases your ability to push very soulful longing buttons, is "River." And before we play yeah. the cut, uh, uh, I suspect. And we'll talk about this afterwards. That that is not the Los Angeles River. So let's hear a little bit about this. Of this. Yeah. When I lay down with you, your love heals me. I fall into the river. I could kiss you forever. You melt me down. Peace, I long.
We're talking with Jackie Cristal, and that's her song you're listening to. That's River, and you can, of course, you can talk to her, 347-215-7511, or you can email in, as many of you are. We're getting more emails in right now, musicfridaylive, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Okay, Jackie, I said I suspect that you're not singing about the Los Angeles River there. What, what's that song about? Well, it's obviously a love song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a very romantic love song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, 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 that you've got a good romantic love song after Pray for Love, you know? We've got a little bit yeah. of all sides. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got a couple of more emails here from you. Uh, Music Freak in New York City wants to know, are you ever going to come to New York City? He said you're touring in Ohio. Why not make it all the way to the East Coast? Okay. Well, I would love to. It's just I am my own booking agent, and I don't have if, – and if he wants to email me, suggest me some, some places to go or, know, or wants to host a house concert or something to make it viable for me to go, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that's something we hear from a, a, a lot of musicians there. So um, yeah, it's been hard being my own booking agent. That that is that is very hard. I really need to get a good booking agent, and um, but they they like you to develop your touring history and your fans before you can kind of get someone to represent you. So that's what I've been doing. Well. Um, it seems I like really you're, want to go to the East Coast. <laughs> you're 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 pretty well developed by now. I mean, you you tour almost constantly. In fact, I was going to ask you about that. It seems like you you never stop touring. I don't know when you get get a chance to to write songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been intense. The last year in particular has been very intense because I went down to Australia and New Zealand and played some festivals in Australia and I toured New Zealand and then I ended up in the Bonnie Raitt tour, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I toured, and in the middle of touring, I moved everything from Austin to LA and set up a place. So it's been one of the busiest years of my life. But I actually, I write, I just write when the feeling comes. So I have a new album's worth of material ready to go, and I actually am in the studio just getting one song sounding great to just check on the right direction and everything. And, um, yeah, somehow I managed to still write. I love writing, and, and I find writing gives me energy, and it's my favorite thing. Like, the tour, tour, I like to tour and play, too, but a lot of that's hard work, and a lot of it's, um, you know, survival. I've got to survive as a musician, sure, like so I have to, have to work. Well, uh, well, having uh, seen you live, I know you, I know you really, really enjoy it. And with this album, um, after all that work, it seems like, Everything's come together, that you're now top billing, that you're the talent that people come to see. But I noticed that you've got a song in there called Warning Signs, and I'd like to play a little bit of Warning Signs, and we can talk about what you're saying there. Yeah. Everybody see the warning sign. Won't somebody take me for a ride? Because I got a So you've got a lot. You think you've got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that song was another relationship song, and it's like I wrote that at the end of something that didn't work out. But if I had only listened to my intuition and instincts at the start and list, uh, t- took notice of the red flags and um, the warning signs, I I wouldn't have been in that position three years later. But you wouldn't so have had the material for the song. So, well, know. that's right. You've got, to, you've got to live it to write it. Exactly. And it sounds like uh, <laughs> you've been... <laughs> um, 
You've got you another song. You gotta throw song. yourself in the deep end. That's that's right. That's the only way you learn how to swim. Um, yeah. But you've got a, you've got another song in, in there that I'm kind of curious about. I'm gonna play a little bit of it here, and it's uh, "Broken Girl." Oh yeah. Broken Broken friendship, broken girl. I speak my mind across the line. They're gonna line the pocket, they're gonna beg and steal. Ain't nothing fair, ain't nothing real. You cut me down, you break my trust, you blame me for your come blame it for your love. You build me up. You tear me down. Before, before you tell us about the lyrics, uh, the guitar work in that is fabulous. Is that is that you or or who's playing that that big I'm, guitar I'm in the background? The, I'm I'm the acoustic guitarist, but the genius, spectacular electric guitar is Mark Punch. Mark Punch. He's from wow. Australia, and he's played with me for years, and he is—he is just ridiculously good, and hopefully we'll get back over to America to play some shows with me. He lives in Sydney, but we still like at, at the moment. I'm doing a song, and I sent it down to him to play because he's—he's he's just a gem of a musician. Boy, it—it it sure shows. I mean, it's just—it's just amazing. Well, he cares. Uh, yeah, he cares yeah. as well. Like he loves my music, like it's his music. So. It's to find that kind of passion, um, that, you know, it's pretty special. Well, now we've played two songs that are Broken Girl and Warning Signs, which are not exactly optimistic songs. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty pretty dark times. But you gotta you got to get it out. But Broken Record, Broken Record, no, no, not Broken Record. Broken That's Girl. Crazy love album. Broken Girl is that, I wrote that really... And I don't feel this anymore. I do not feel this anymore. But I wrote this at the time when I felt um, angry for what at the music business and what I've been through and some of the executives that were coming. And you know, at the end of the day, it was all about their about their wages and their um, their you know looking after themselves rather than yeah. than you and the artist. And yeah. and then also being built up to the clouds. And then kicked to the curb when, you know, they changed their mind. <laughs> so, which of <laughs> that sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does. That's why they're not optimistic. But you know, in the end, but, that. But, led it, to... but at the end of it, is, um, is I won't let you break me. There's some things you can't take away from me, and the the thing they can't take away is your talent and and your voice and your songs and your singing. And anyway, that. That was written, you know, a few years ago where, when I felt that. I don't really feel that anymore. Um, well, I, I, I just I, feel pretty pretty happy to be singing and writing songs and people to come and listen. But at that time, that was just an experience I'd gone through. And, and, and once and again, it was, it. it was material. And, and of course, uh, I think you had the last laugh on them because you that that's what led to freedom. So, yes, and we're that's getting, right. We're getting, that's what led to freedom. Yeah, we're we're getting a lot of emails here from uh, various people. Uh, Rockstar oh, really? in Atlanta, Miss Pris in Seattle, uh, Longitude in Asheville. They all want to know: uh, Do you write all of your songs on a whim, or do sometimes you sit down with uh, notes that you want to put words to, or words you want to put notes to? I write. Um, well, sometimes I will write like poetry, and then I'll sit down later and put the music to it. My Crazy Love album, which is the album before this, had a lot of poetry where I put the music to. And then some of these, these songs, most of the Freedom album was just written with me and the guitar sitting down and just the pouring out. It just all came out. And, I, you know, I quickly write down the lyric and I get my garage band out and I record it. And then I fine-tune it over the next, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks or a couple of months something like that, you know, because sometimes you don't get it all within the first hour. But normally my best songs come fast. They come like that and then the 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 one and then just the extra fine tuning takes the next few months or working on the arrangement or anything, something like that, yeah. Well it it seems to work. Um and uh 
I, I like I say, I've heard you live, and uh, it seems to work live just as well as in the studio. It just really pour, really pours out nicely, which uh, leads me to ask a couple of more questions uh, that are being emailed in. This is um, uh, Making Bacon in L.A. and Repo Girl in Ashland uh, want to know uh, more about your tour. So where, where should people go to get information on your tour? Well, my website is JackieBristow.com, okay. J-A-C-K-I-E-B-R-I-S-T-O-W.com, and you go to the tour page, and it's on there. But if anyone has any, you know, like I said, I'm going blind, and this this is a big country, and I'm from New Zealand, a tiny little island, and if anyone has any ideas of venues or shows or house concerts and they want to, want to let me know, please let me know and then I will try to go to those places because I really want to get to the East Coast and I really want to go, get back to um, uh, okay. North Carolina. And, yeah, South Carolina. It's so big. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> it doing is, it all myself. Big. I'm doing right. it all myself. So um, check out what I've got. I'm going to Ojai, hopefully Tennessee. and I've got a a few gaps in that, that section. I'm trying to finish that off, and that's late November. Early November, I'm going up the Central Coast up to Santa Cruz, Carmel, San Francisco. Okay. Um, so yeah. there there you are. Everybody who has an idea for her, for a venue, um, any place actually, but particularly on the, uh, the, the West Coast, go to her website and uh, let her know. And again, we're talking with Jackie Bristow. And uh, we're playing her music, and you can you can talk to her three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email in at musicfridaylive dot com. Um, there's an interesting song on this album, um, Aotearoa. Now yes. I know what Aotearoa means. I've been to New Zealand. That's uh, that's the uh, the, new, the Maori word for New. For New Zealand, so I want to play a little bit of that, and uh, because we're we're out of time, and uh, okay. I just want to say thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank uh, this you. Has been a, this has been a delight. And here is Aotearoa. <laughs> You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. You can like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get a real-time update on our guests. And we've been talking with Jackie Bristow. Please go to her website, JackieBristow.com, and uh, tell her where you'd like her to be. Download her new album. And uh, <clears throat> let her know where you'd like her to, uh, to be. And also you can email us, and we will see to it that, you, that she gets the message from you. We're at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. This program is produced by Fairness Radio Productions at the Cyber Station USA Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and the, and the Music Friday Radio Studios in Los Angeles, California. I'm going to say goodnight, everybody. It's a land all along, white cloud. It's a land.